This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Los Angeles is known for its graffiti, but it's also known for its soaring cost of housing and transportation, homelessness and addiction. Even those that work two jobs sometimes can't make ends meet, and they depend on things like food banks to provide for their children and their families. Haler is a graffiti writer born and raised in Los Angeles, and we made patches of his two-letter throwy, and the proceeds are going to be going to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, which is an organization that's been providing meals to the hungry since 1973, serving over 900,000 people in the L.A. area each month, primarily those of low income, children, and the homeless. 97% of their revenue goes directly into providing food for these people that are shit out of luck or children born into conditions outside of their control. 100% of our Patreon profits for the month of September will be going to the L.A. Regional Food Bank and for Haler for helping us make this happen. All who donate via our Patreon will receive the Haler patch, as well as access to our members-only episode library. We got interviews from XSM, Les, Sean Crawford, Law 29, and more. The link to our Patreon is in the description of this episode, our Instagram, and our website. For those of you who don't know what we're about and what we've been up to, in the last three months, we've donated 100% of our Patreon proceeds to Charlie, Hurt One, and most recently, Bat. We donated 5k to Bat to help him pay his legal fees that he otherwise would not have been able to do. And it's really nothing short of a blessing to be able to use this platform as a means for helping people in need who otherwise wouldn't get the help. We don't take it lightly. None of it will be possible with all those who signed up and donated over the past few months. And we just got to say immense thank you sincerely and peace to all of you. Enjoy the episode. All right, we're live. Yo, thank you for coming on the show, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. For real, sure. bro. <laughs> it's kind of a trip. But, uh, all right. So, yeah, so a lot of our fans are, like, people our age. They're, like, people who are into graffiti, people who are into, like, hip-hop and stuff like that. But just in case for anybody who doesn't know your story already and, like, the life that you've lived and all the stuff that you've been through, I'm just going to list a bunch of, like, some of the things that you've been through just to not be repeating, repeating, repeating. Um like has happened a lot of times so like you're someone who's lived a life that a lot of people have not lived uh that you only see really in movies or hear about in stories um you grew up around organized crime around chinese organized chinese gangs that would uh sell heroin shake down stores you went to prison for 10 plus years uh you've shot at people been shot at been in knife fights witnessed people die in front of your eyes you ended up coming out of prison, and when you come out of prison, you ended up somehow through your work and everything happening, uh, working with artists like Method Man, Dave East, Jada Kiss, Young Ma, um, advocating activism and representing for the Asian community, which does not get a lot of re- representation, especially not within hip hop and like uh, youth culture and you know like street culture and shit like that it doesn't get represented at all. And now you're really just living a life of uh, advocating a positive message and just making a living through your music, expressing your history and your emotion. And something that came to me while looking at all your stuff is like, so you got slashed in the face in prison and you got slashed like here. It could have been here. 
you got ended up in a knife fight with that dude and the knife wasn't sharp enough but he ended up like jabbing you in the neck with it it could have been sharp enough right uh when you try to shoot this dude in the head the gun jammed end up shooting him in the back Mm -hmm. so many things that happened that like they weren't like it's it was like why here instead of here why it jammed and then a moment later it didn't jam and all these things that went down it's like what are the chances this is like an off chance that this just happened to happen and all of those things would have been life-changing you know like two of them you would have been dead probably or and another one you would have ended up going to prison for way longer who who even knows um and my question is like what does this all mean to you do you think that there's a destiny in this life uh is there like a you know sean g always asks like is your destiny pre-written or does china mac have control over the things that are going down uh, what do you think about that um i i think I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think uh, destiny could be possible or it just could be like, you know, it just could be like, well, you know what? I think I do believe in destiny. You know, I have to think about it a little bit. I do believe in destiny and I do believe that, you know, everything that I've been through is, you know, a preparation for something else. Right, so I don't know what that's gonna be on, and if you would have asked me like, would I be doing this like, oh, you know, when I first came out of prison, I, I would have probably said no, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, so I don't know what's what's gonna happen, but you know, I'm just doing, I'm just going wherever I feel like, you know, uh, life takes me. What do you mean by a preparation for something else? That sounds like, you know, like uh, a lot of people who are like, we we had a podcast with this dude ensign Inoue, who's like a famous uh, mma fighter and he talks about how everything that's happened in his life is a preparation for something else and for him that something else is like facing death as a man uh what, what do you mean by something else you know what i mean um like you know i i wouldn't be doing the things i did i'm doing if i didn't go through the things i went through you know so, and I've been through, in my case, I've been through, like, it's nothing, like, you know, different. But for a Chinese person, my story is really different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I feel like I've been through all of that. You know, me, everything that you just said, you know, me uh, experiencing all of that and experiencing much more. And, um, you know, it's it's been preparing me to do something bigger you know what i'm saying whatever that may be you know and i feel like now as i'm getting into work for the people you know it's kind of a little more clearer of you know that my life is probably just not going to be a, a rapper or a, 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 a youtube person you know what i'm saying like i feel like you know the way i'm, I'm gearing towards and and how i'm responding to things and how life is responding to me is that um, I I might be here to do something a lot bigger than what I ever thought. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I don't know. You know? No, I find that amazing, yo. Honestly, I have a lot of respect for what you do because you have a voice. You know what I mean? In the community, and you have a, such a broad audience that you know people are willing to listen to what you have to say. And I noticed a while ago on your Instagram, like you had like thousands of posts, and now you only have like 50. And I was wondering about that. Like, if you in a way are like starting a new beginning or something. Like, I was always it's trippy that I get to ask you this now. You know what I mean? Is that what that was in a way? Yeah, like a change? Just, 
Right, because, you know, the person I was when I first came home from prison is not the person I am now. So, I mean, the, the you know, I, um, so I just wanted to represent, like, you know, more of what I'm doing now. Like, you know, the, the, the space that I'm in now. Yeah, um, in terms of, like, representing and stuff, for me as someone who's, uh, like, half Chinese growing up and uh, just, you know, living life however... Um, you know, I, I always felt like me being half Chinese was like a weakness. I always felt like, um, like I was talking about this in a previous episode. I was like thinking about it and thinking about like being even younger than I already am. And, and I remember being surrounded by like non-Chinese and just being like, fuck, like I'm like the weakest link. You know what I mean? And I, I remember thinking like, um, you know, the stereotype of like docile, quiet, uh, pacifist, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it would always, it's always been like kind of more okay or more accepted by society to like shit on Chinese people. Like kids would, uh, like, you know, like pull their eyes back at me or whatever, whatever. And there was never really like, um, in the like rap industry, a, like a person that wasn't just clowned on who was uh, Chinese or even like Asian for that matter. You know what I mean? So in terms of like you representing or having a higher purpose, I'm definitely not going to say that that's it. But that's something that uh, you have like a very unique ability to do that not a lot of people have. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of people have that ability because it's just a chance of being born this way. Plus what you've been through, which gains like that street reputation of respect. So people take the words you say seriously, plus being actually good at making music, then being able to work with all these artists. It's like a like again, we were talking about like destiny. It's like what are the odds of these like five the four things like happening all at the same time? And um you say that like you were not the same person that when you came out of prison that you are now like how do you think uh prison changed you from the when you went in and then the 10 year span and then when you got out and the shifts that went on like in your brain yeah um <clears throat> so when i went in i was like 19 like 19 um and i was just like you know I didn't know what I was going to do in life. You know, I didn't respect life. I didn't respect my life, and I didn't respect nobody else's life. You know what I mean? Um, but I wasn't a bad person. You know, I just, you know, I, I just wasn't guided right. So when I went to prison, um, I had to, like, get my shit together, or else I would die in prison because, like, the first month I was in prison, I was seeing people, like, 50 years old, like, yo, bro, you 50, and you got a brand new number. Like, you just coming upstate with me. Like, I'm 19, you're 50, I'm handcuffed to you. You done been to jail two times already. You know what I'm saying? You're probably going to die. You got eight years now. You know what I mean? You're probably going to die in here, you know? And um, I was just like, man, I don't want to fucking, that's not the type of shit I want to do, you know? Like, I, like and then I kind of realized, as, as I started realizing, like, what I wanted out of life, I was like, well, this is not what I want out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to die in here like you know what i'm saying i got i feel like i have so much uh potential to do like so many other things and i was just like you know i don't want to die in here so i made a decision that hey you know i'm gonna just do my best to um confront whatever issues i had within myself you know what i'm saying and then also you know to 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 use the time to change you know my my to change myself versus like you know 
using prison as an incubator for the bullshit and then coming home the same person or worse. You know what I'm saying? So um, I took the time out to really like just 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 fix myself and and to like you know understand myself a little bit more and to you know just just study and learn and shit. And so when I came home, like oh fuck that, I'm never going back to prison, you know. And um, I just been working on that, you know what I mean. And that's how it changed my life. Like before that prison stint, I was I was my worst enemy. You know, I know that's cliche as fuck, but it's really the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was the person that was standing in my own way. You know what I mean? Like it was just me. <laughs> and I got, like I I was in a box. I was like on my fifth month of 23 hour lockdown. Right? I I, I total did an eight month like eight months in in 23 hour lockdown. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't see anybody. I wouldn't talk to anybody. So it's 23 be, hours of what? Solitary? Solitary. Okay. And then one hour of going to uh, a cage. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I was thinking to myself, like, damn, you know, um, everything that I'm getting, I, I done got myself into is me. You know what I'm saying? It's not somebody else or it's not anything else. It's me. You know, so... I just keep on getting myself, like, getting in my way, you know? So I was like, I have to change that. So I, I fucking decided to, to do that. And then it was just, it's just been, like, a, a, a everyday, like, journey since then. Was like, there, like, a clear moment in, in, in that prison sentence where you were like, like, I have to change this? Or was it just a slow yeah. drip? Yeah, my mom. Like, she came to visit me and shit, and she's just like, yo, you got 10 years, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck? Like, you about to spend your whole 20s in there. And she's crying, and she's like, yo, you know, I don't want to die while you in there. I'm like, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck want to see that? You know what I'm saying? That made me feel like shit, you know? So I was just like, all right, you know? And before, it wasn't my first time in prison. I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, um, to the point where I wasn't free for a year for most like for a long time like you know what did I'm you just think that that was your normal natural life i didn't give a fuck you know i didn't take it serious yeah i was just like ah, whatever you know what i'm saying like and um you know when i was in prison and i walked into a prison a maximum prison and i seen what was going on and you know what i'm saying i was walking with people that's never gonna see life that I mean never gonna see daylight again you know what i'm saying walking with people that's been in there for 40 years and I'm just like, I I don't want this life. Like this ain't this ain't for me. You know what I mean? So I just decided, like right there, like you know what, you know, I'm gonna just um, I'm gonna start changing. You know what I'm saying? Like every day, just doing what I could do to 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 kind of change. Yeah, with that with that story with your mom, you you, re- you wrote in another article or somebody interviewed you saying how after that a dude that was serving like 27 years seen that happen and he was like. He was telling you how you, you can either add time to your sentence or you, you can use this as a university. Right. Like that prison time, you know? Yeah. And and I decided to use it as a university, you know? And I was like, I, I thank that man um, for, for coming to my cell and saying that shit to me because that really, like, woke me, you know? <clears throat> Do you think it would have been, that change would have been possible without the prison time? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I probably would have definitely changed, but... I, I don't know how I would have changed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 
maybe just life would have worn me out. <laughs> you feel me? Mm. Like, you know, 10 years is a long time, but 10 years you're preserved in there. You ain't got to worry about bills. You ain't got to worry about no kids. You ain't got to worry about shit, but just surviving every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's fucked up in there, but your stress level also isn't as much. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because you don't have this, the same normal stresses that the daily life that kind of, you know, like, so I don't know. Maybe I would have changed in terms of, like, just getting a nine to five and just, like, you know, having a family and just, like, you know, and never really having the opportunity to, um, to do, like, you know, to do, like, real shit for the world. Like, you know, shit that's going to, I honestly, I think, you know, there's a good, there's a good, there's a good chance that. In the future, my name will be in history books. You know what I'm saying? Because I was the first person that spoke about Asian attacks, and I was the first person that raised our voice. So there's a possibility that people might talk about this. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's shit. There might be a movie about it. I don't fucking know. But um, right now, we're living in it, so I don't know, right? But who knows? If I would have never went to prison, I probably wouldn't even have that, like, that drive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, prison kind of instilled that drive in me because I was hungry, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, being locked up for your whole 20s and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I just, yeah. What? How did you get to the point, though, where you didn't respect your life or anybody else's life? Like, what? Because obviously a bunch of things have to happen for you to get to that level where you're really ready to just do whatever at any given moment. So what was it, you think? I don't know. It was a bunch of shit, you know what I'm saying? Got daddy issues and shit. <laughs> but uh, I was a bunch of shit, man. I just didn't, you know, I didn't have a figure in my life to really, like, show me, like, what life is, you know, what, what, you know, what I'm supposed to do in this life. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain things didn't really guide me. So I had to pick it up on the street. And when you pick it up on the street, you get the wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? So at that, you know... With that, I just didn't really care. And it's the same thing when I see these kids right now shooting people in broad daylight, doing wild shit. I, I can't, I can't judge them because I did. I was doing the same shit. I was in that same space at that time. So it was like, you know, what makes them do it? You know what I mean? It's the same shit. It's just whatever they went through in life. They didn't weren't given that support. They weren't given that 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 you know, you know that. It's like things out of their control right. that like led them to do that, and now it destroys their like whole life. You know, it's it sucks because, like you like you just said, like how can I judge them? It's like how can any, for example, like someone like me who hasn't lived that type of life, like how can I judge them? I haven't lived that type of life. Right. But so if have, you grew no up idea. in that type of environment, like a, like a real fucked up environment, you know, your life would be probably a lot different. You know what I'm saying? You'd probably be in, be in prison. You know what I'm saying? Or dead. You know. So, uh, you know. Yeah. It's almost like it's all up to randomness because you're just born into whatever family and situation you're born into and you have no choice about it. And then that will pretty much dictate a lot of what happens to you in your life. And I feel like that there is like a deciding moment like later on in life where you like a lot of people end up having that switch and end up being like, nah, I'm gonna do this instead. And like through, but like without all the stuff that happens to them before that moment, then everything after wouldn't even be possible. Like all the great things that they do and things that they accomplish like 
none none of it would happen. You know what I mean? I'm excited to see whatever. A you, lot of that shit is by chance. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. Because it's like, you know, you go down a road and then, you know, instead of making a right, you make a left. You know what I'm saying? But that left, you meet so this person, that person, and that person might change your whole life. So, you know, it really is by chance. It just depends on what turn you take, you know? Yeah, it's like they say, like, if two boats are going in a straight line, one of them moves, like, three degrees to the left. In 20 years, if they keep going, they're going to be in two completely different places. Right. And it's hard to be, like, like people in boat A could look at people in boat B and be like, yo, you see? It's because they, you know what I mean? They did this, this, and this. But it's like, yo, it was such a small thing that led to a million and ten different other things. Right. It's crazy to me, like, the whole, like, like these th- those three instances that I was talking about with like the gun jamming, the knife not being sharp enough, blah blah blah. Like, and I'm sure there's so much more. It's like, what are the odds? Yo, that, of that knife not being, yo, bro, that shit. That's crazy. That you, I be forgetting that shit. Like, I be forgetting. You know what I'm saying? But he hit me in my neck, and that shit was like, yo, when I tell you, bro, that shit was like this rusty. I was like, oh fuck. You know, like if it was just sharper, I would have been dead. He would have put that shit through my neck, you know. So, you know, I didn't even think about that. I haven't thought about that in so long that you just brought that up that like I'm like, fuck. Do you you ever have to do you reminisce on these things or no? Not really. You try to just move forward. I don't think about shit like I don't let the past like, you know, fester. You know, what I mean, that shit happened already. Mm -hmm. You know, I sometimes I think about it like now you brought it up. like, Oh, shit, that's fucked up. But. I move on. Like I think that's a gift that I have. You know what I'm saying? That I don't, I don't stay. In, you know, it's a gift and a curse. Cause you know. Do you feel like you've forgiven? I be just letting close gr- the book <laughs> on all of that. Right. Yeah. Like I, as fast as the shit happened, as fast as I let shit go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't really keep that shit close to me. You know, and it's a blessing, but it's also a curse because. Just, I does the same thing for people. Like I, I let people go. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. And so it's the same thing. As in that sense, it's kind of like a, a, a curse. You know what I mean? Because um, it leads to, you know, j- just me being alone. You feel me? Because I just, you know, I don't really. I'm so used to being by myself. You know what I'm saying? That I kind of just, you know, I move like you know. And um and that's the same thing with my thoughts, like my experiences. I let that shit go. You know what I mean? I don't I don't stick around too long for that shit. You know, and and with that is like you you limit the impact that that fucked up experience has on your life. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if so let's say I get into a, some shit, whatever happens, right? And I let that shit fester and I think about it on like, oh my god, that's just so that that has more life shelf life you know what i'm saying and it's really dependent on mm. on me you know what i'm saying because the incident happened already it's like you know you either just going to let it go or you just going to have it fester inside of you and just let that shit grow and just create cancers in your fucking your life and your body and all types of shit you know that's like a, that's like pretty much what i do i'll think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it and like you said it's becoming like a cancer inside yeah. of your body but it's like I think it's like a you should find a balance because also if you forget too quickly then maybe you won't learn the full lesson. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's that's it is a balance. It should be a balance. Right. How, how did you feel when you were in, you were I didn't know that that you were in solitary for for that twenty three. It's like crazy. How did you feel when that was happening? And how how old were you? Probably like twenty two. 
Okay. 21, 22. Yeah. I, I, I felt like a fucking, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I felt like, I just felt like, I don't know, bro. I felt crazy. <laughs> I was like, you know. How was the the room was just like a, like a, like. It's small in this. It's probably like a little small in this. And that, you said that was at Rikers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a we have someone who was on the show, and he taught. He was like a teacher at Rikers. He would like teach. Uh, I think it's history, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Um, and he talks about like trying to abolish the solitary confinement. And trying to they're trying to. I shut think they down. shut it down. Yeah, yeah. They, they shut it down. Rikers Island. I don't know. I know I they're trying they to. Yeah. Yeah, and like how a lot of the people who are there are only there for like a brief period of time, meaning like a year or two, waiting for other things or right. like moving in between there to another prison. And, like, I just heard so many things about that place and seen so many documentaries about how much of a fucked up place that place is. And, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, like, do you think that that would be a solution? What? Like, from someone who's been on both sides, like the inside and the outside, and have been to Rikers in particular, do you think that closing that place, what would be the solution to all this to, like, stop these types of things from happening? Or is there no stopping it? What things? Like, when you're born into this crazy, uh, like, ex- life experience, you end up acting out because of it, because of something that had happened to you or that you've seen and experienced. And because of that, you end up at this crazy place that is Rikers Island. Do, so do I think that um, abolishing, like, solitary confinement? And Rikers Island as a whole is, like, a solution to the I don't issue? know. Some people need to be in jail, bro. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. Some people need to be in it. You know, mm-hmm. I needed to be in it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, so I don't know if abolishing that is gonna actually work. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people just need the time to reflect. Some people need to just take a break. You know what I'm saying? And just fucking, you know, and reflect. So I do think that, you know, I I, I don't I wouldn't say that prison isn't, you know. You should abolish it because what the fuck is gonna happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's all like there are bad people out there? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there's yeah, no, there's some there's some nasty people out there. You know what I mean? So what do you do with them? What the fuck? You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I don't I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. You know. So when you were in there, were you were you already planning your 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 projects and all that shit when you got out? Like, when did you start uh, making music and how did it happen that you ended up blowing up when when you got out and stuff? Yeah, I was like, you know, the last two years, last two or three years, I was just like, I, I gotta um, start figuring out what I'm gonna do. So I was just like, you know, I'm a, I decided to do the music because I'm like, I don't know anything else. I don't know what the fuck else I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to work for nobody because, you know, I know myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I probably end up robbing the store wherever the fuck I'm working at. You know what I mean? Cause, so I was just like, you know, uh, like the music shit I love and it's something I could see myself like working tirelessly on. Like, you know, and I was just like, all right, let me do that. And fucking, I, that's what I came home to do. And I don't know. I just, I just started going viral and shit. You know, um, I did a video where I had like, you know, in Harlem, where I had like a bunch of people behind me, and I'm rapping. And I went viral. I went on Vlad TV, and I just started going viral from there. And I just started kept on going. Were you writing while you were in prison? Actually, I wasn't. 
Yeah, I wasn't. Not not like that. Cause like prison kind of like zapped my creativity. You know, I didn't want to create. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, cause when you hear your songs and you hear like a lot of uh, depending on the song, obviously, but there's a lot of like mistrust in some of them. How you won't trust nobody, and you talk about like you know shit that you just that you've been through. Talking about like uh, you have like mad friends who will do pretty much anything for you and stuff like that. Um, what do you like? How do you? What is your writing process like? You talk about how um, you essentially work. You, it's like something that you'll work tirelessly on. How do you go about the making of these things and stuff like that? I just go in the studio and then I'll fucking like it depends, you know. Like sometimes I'll just go in the studio. And, you know, whatever feeling I have, I just start, you know, working on that, expressing it. That's my process. Like, you know, I just, you know, I like to be, and I don't, I can't have too many people around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I need to kind of be like me, engineer, maybe a couple people, that's it. You know, and, um, and, and yeah. So in terms of your music, like, what what do you focus on nowadays, like, more? Like, what kind of voice are you trying to portray than the past? I don't see? know, bro. That's the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I'm used to making violent music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what really, like, I like doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the shit that, you know, I feel. And that's the shit other people feel. You know what I mean? But then it's like, damn, is that the message I want to portray right now? You feel me? I'm like older now. I don't do that shit. I wouldn't tell nobody to do that shit. But in the music, I'm talking about it. And I remember as a kid, music influenced me. You know what I'm saying? Music, like if I heard Nas say something, I'd be like, yo, that's right. That's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember a lyric that, you know, fucking um, Noriega said, you know, and he was talking about, I shoot up your block so you can know me. And I remember my first shooting, like my first when I shot shit up, I was thinking about that shit. Like the only way for me to think I know my shit. And I'm just thinking about that lyric and it's crazy. I'm thinking about the lyric and I'm shooting, you know what I'm saying? And I remember that. Like, you know, now I'm making music. It's like, damn, what if I say something that one just one line that sticks with somebody and I cause them to do that? And it's like, damn, you know what I mean? That's not the karma I don't want, you know what I'm saying? That's not the shit. I want to do because you know, I know music is music and it's like you know, but you can't you can't dictate you can't you know determine who takes it and who doesn't. So you once you put it or out how there, they take right? It. And anybody can take it however the fuck they want. So it's just like, damn, do I want to like put that message out? Do I want to like have young kids like thinking shooting somebody is cool? You know what I'm saying? I don't. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, well, the, now with all of the community work that I've been doing, like people look up to me, you know what I mean? People look up to me like a, a like a, a role model type shit, you know? And I never looked at myself like that. But now people do look at me like that. So I have to be careful with what I say, you feel me? And that's where I'm at, like right now. I'm kind of like, you know, I love making that shoot em up shit. I love that shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what, you know, but then it's like, you know, I, you know, I don't be wanting to say it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you yeah, know, because you're representing for a lot of people, and also a lot of people, even that you're not representing for, are going to be listening and getting super, super, super influenced by it. And like you said, just acting upon what you say, like that's going to be their bible, right? You know? 
Right, because I remember, like, you know, it happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, right. Because when you listen to music, it'll just set a tone for your entire, maybe not day, There's but like certain next lines few hours, that will like, stick in your head forever. Yeah. Right? Certain lines that, that you'll make decisions off of what Jay-Z said or what whatever fucking Lil Wayne said or whatever the fuck, like, whoever's popping right now. Like, people, people, especially young like like young minds oh, that yeah. you know what I'm saying, they'll take that shit and they'll take it like yo, right? That's right. You know what I mean? And you know, um, I remember like a fucking Chinese dude came up to me and was like, yo, fucking, uh, uh um, if a black person just said, I'm gonna shoot him, I'm just like, what? Like that's not even what I meant to say. You know what I'm saying? But he took my message like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, no, nah, bro, like. That's not even what I'm trying to promote. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but he he took it like that. So that was one of the points where I'm just like, I, right, you know, what I say actually fucking like, you know, people actually, people actually like listen to that shit. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, you know, so that's where I'm, the space I'm in right now. Like, I'm trying to. No, it's hard. It's a hard it. balance because it's not like you, you feel the other side too. It's like everybody has different sides to them. So like sometimes, like, although your rational mind will know, like. That you're not a you're not trying to live that life anymore or do any of those things or tell anyone to do any of those things. It's not like that's not a part of you. It's still a part of you. It's still a part of like your past and like what you've been through. So of course, like as an artist, you're gonna express these things. But then the other side of the coin is like you express these things with the internet, like that shit is there forever. Mm-hmm. And mad like so so many people are like some of your interviews have like m- like they have millions of views. You and collectively you have millions of views. Like millions of people have like imagine a million people standing there and that's who has seen that you know what i mean right and my messages you know whatever it is so it was like mm-hmm. so in terms of like your community work uh what's up with that like when did you start and what are you getting into um i started like a year ago when like there's like coming up to a year and um i started because i seen an old lady old chinese lady was set on fire they was attacked her set on fire that shit fucking you know, that shit, like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And what even pissed me more off is, like, the Asian people didn't even fucking, like, there wasn't no outcry about it. It wasn't nothing. It was, like, you know? I, what was that movie where it was, like, the dude was on a boat with a tiger? Hmm, I don't know. What's the name of the movie? Um, this dude, this dude, he was stuck on a boat with a tiger. I think it was... I don't know, whatever. But I don't remember the name, right? But there's a movie where this dude was stuck on a boat with a tiger, and then they 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 land on this land where it's like a bunch of these animals that they don't they don't move, they don't run, they don't do nothing. They just all like just just moving in one direction, and the tiger was just going around eating all of them, and they just wasn't moving. They just was like allowing, and I was just like, yo, that's what the fuck we are, right? Like the fuck, like we just. You know, just fucking letting people come and just do that shit to us, like you know what I mean. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck, like, you know. And it just pissed me off to the point where I'm like, yo, I have to say, I have to wake some people up. So I, I said it, and then it, you know, it, it people started, you know, there was there, there was um, all of the activism work, all of like the community, like the Asian stop Asian hate, all of that, that came after what I did. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I was able to spark that. You know what I'm saying? And and um, that's something that 
you know, I'm going to die with. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's something that I think that is more powerful. You know, I, I needed to do that to kind of show myself that, hey, you know, I, I know I did a lot of fucked up shit, but what I did good outweighs that shit. Like, you know, like like a, like a, hundred, like a thousand. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, um, now with the act, I just, I wasn't trying to be an activist. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't even think about doing that i didn't want to be called one i i just wanted to do what was right you know what i mean what i've been doing all my life like you know i've been sticking up for my people all my life you know what i mean i go to an all-black school there's just three fucking oh life of pi that's the name of the fucking the, that's the name <laughs> yeah. of the movie life of pi but uh um shout out to J- johnson he just hooked me up with that but uh um do you go to all-black school there's just three yeah, I went to schools where there's just like three Asian people, you know what I mean? And they, you know, they, I, I just, I started learning how to, you know, how to, how to, like, you know, just demand respect, you know what I'm saying? But they were still doing it to other Asians. And I never felt like, you know, I never felt comfortable just letting people do shit to, to my people, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially there's four of us, bro. Like, all right, y'all letting me live, but what about them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I always stepped up for them. I always, from school to prison to Rikers Island, like, you know? Like, imagine Rikers Island, a Chinese kid, like, you know what I'm saying? Or Asian kid. They wouldn't get on the phone. People would take their fucking commissary. People would take their clothes. Like, they would have hell in there just because... They didn't want to fight back. You know what I'm saying? And I used to stick up for them. Even though they didn't fuck with me. Even though they looked at me like I wasn't even Chinese. Like, oh, like uh, he's not Asian. A motherfucker can't, you know, he, he's more black than anything. But, so they'll look at me down like that. But, you know, I would still, like, you know, step up for them. You feel me? Because I felt like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for them. They could eat a dick. But it was for... The people, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't look like that in other people's eyes because then they're going to feel like they could do it to them and do it to me. You know what I'm saying? So if we're not standing up, then, then you know, it just opens the door for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually somebody's going to want to go on my cell and take my shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not, you know, so that's how I felt. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't believe that situation because I grew up in Bensonhurst, you know, right. and seeing that go down, I couldn't believe it. Yo, it was... Like, cause usually the neighborhood's quiet, you know what I mean? It's it's not really like things like that go down. But then all of a sudden, like with the COVID shit, they started like all the hate crimes started coming out, and it was it was crazy to see. And then my friend sent me a thing that you were coming down to like Sethlo Park to start the rally. And I was like, yo. And then I seen the videos that um you guys marching down the street by like the 62nd precinct. Right. And I seen the fire in your voice and your eyes and like not only you but the the Asians that you said like they never spoke up for anything. They're like right behind you screaming and you see like the emotion pouring out of their faces like cuz they they've lived a life with all this built up inside of them and now they have a voice, you know, and it's amazing to have you like as a leader of that, right. you know, cause you, you're like a figure of confidence, yeah. you know, in the music industry and like, and like a leader of confidence to this group of people that usually don't have a voice like that. You know what I mean? So I think that was an amazing thing. Right. That and, was, that, and that's what I yeah. meant by like what I went through prepares me for this because I wouldn't have had that if I didn't go through group homes and, and, and juvenile homes and, and fucking, you know, detention centers and Rikers Island. and So when you were going through all those things that you just named I was right always now, the only Asian kid, bro. Yeah, were you, were you afraid? Did you think of that? Like, yo, I'm the only Asian kid in here. I mean, I, of course I was afraid. But then, like, I, the, the, the turning moment for me was one day I was, I was in my first group home. 
You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know, I was nine years old, some shit like that. You know what I mean? I was young. And I was getting picked on so much, bro. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I never experienced anything like this. They was just on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking with me. Like, fucking smacking the back of my head. Like, calling me Ching Chong. Like, you know, and I just eating that shit because I didn't know what else to do. Like, I didn't know what else to do. My mother never taught me how to fight. You know what I'm saying? My father, like, nobody taught me that. You know what I'm saying? They taught me to shut up. Take it, like, you know, and I'm just like, damn, what the fuck? So, you know, people was fucking with me, right? And I was just like, damn. And then one day, like, it was at nighttime, I woke up, right, and I had fucking, like, toothpaste all in my hair. I had fucking shit written on my face. I had fucking, like, shit on my hands. Like, I, like, and then I was just like, what the fuck, right? And then I hear people, like, shh, like, they're all in their beds and shit. So I'm just like, yo, man. So I put my shoes on, and when I put my shoes on, I step in, and shit's wet. You know what I'm saying? And then somebody in the bump head was like, oh, he stepped in piss. And I was just like, what? And I was just started crying and shit, and I'm just like, fuck. And then I just walked into, so for like a good 20 seconds, I was just standing there, like didn't know what to do, and I was just like, you know, I was just like, and then I walked into the staff room, right, and this motherfucker sitting there, you know, reading a, a, a newspaper or some shit. And I go to him, and I'm like, you know, I go in the door, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, yo, you know, they just fucking, like, put shit all on me. Like, you can see, like, I have shit all in my hair. Like, yo, they just fucking, I'm crying. And then he's just looking at me, right? And then he, and then he's look, he's giving me this look for, like, a minute. Like, wow. And then I'm just like, you know. And he's like, yo, you know, this shit is never going to stop. Until you start fighting back. And he picked the newspaper up and start fucking reading again. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just started, I went back into the, the, the room, same room. I couldn't move to another room. So I had to go back on my bed. I had to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't sleep, but I was just like laying there like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? So then that message started registering in my brain. You know? And then the next day, I was just like... You know, thinking about it, contemplating about what he said to me. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, two days later, somebody called me, like, Ching Chong. Right? Like, shut the... Like, Ching Chong, Ching Chong, like that shit. Right? And then he came up to me doing the Ching Chong, Ching Chong shit. And then I just, like, I just punched him. You know what I mean? I punched him. And then, you know, we started fighting. He fucked me up. You know what I mean? Like, I had a black eye and shit. You know, he banged my fucking head on a locker. You know, I got a fucking scar on my head. Fucking had stitches on my head. He banged my head on a locker. You know what I mean? But, um, and after that shit, but I, I, I noticed, like, you know, people was laughing. I got fucked up. But I noticed that people kind of, like, was like, all right, you know? And then next time, I did it again. You know what I'm saying? That this next time was in the van. We was going somewhere, and somebody said something. I punched him. But this time, I didn't just punch him once. I punched him like four or five, like, bing, pop, boom, bing. And we was in a van, a moving van, and we fighting. Boom, 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 boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, all the kids was like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And after we fought, everybody was like, oh, you got fucking, like, the kid had a little black eye and shit. And it was like, oh, shit, the Chinese kid fucked him up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that shit. And then after that, I started getting the respect. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, oh, 
that's what I got to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just started just fighting, you know what I mean? And I used to lose a lot, you know? But I used to have a black eye the whole time, you know what I mean? But people started respecting my shit, you know what I'm saying? And then that was it. Yeah, you, you really can't, like, uh, in this society, be, like, just a pacifist the whole time. There's no way around it. Like, if you, if you do that shit, like, you're just going to get stepped on. Especially, like, if you go on to, like, well, if you're in a group home, I can't even imagine. But, like, even just being in, like, high school, middle school, whatever, whatever, like, that's, like, a thing. Like, the like if you're a young teenager and people know that you'll fight about whatever, like, everyone's going to respect you more. And um, I know mad, like, of, like, my Chinese friends who, like, um, they have a lot of built-up rage from just getting straight up joked on for mad long and continuously and it's like the same jokes and like it just builds up and builds up and builds up inside until like these people explode bro and then and then like if they do something next level crazy then they're looked at as insane or or like trouble like whatever but in reality it's just like what everything is which is just like this is a you said in one interview about that dude that this is just a reaction to like something that was done to that person right and it's like like, let's say that you, you were to get in trouble for causing a fight because they called your name and, like, you threw the first punch. Like, but it's really not that. That's, like, we're looking at things like isolated instances. Like, he got called a name. He snuffed him right away. But, no, it's, like, he got, it was like, a, a yeah. whole life of craziness. Right, right. right. And, yeah. then you, and then you, like, lash out. But it's, like, what else are you supposed to do? But this is what I'm saying. The thing, the key to it is not to let it build up. You know what I mean? The key to it is to check that shit at the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as we check it you know, do something, you know, then, you know, it doesn't build up, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's when we just fucking let it go, and just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, and then that's when the shit just builds up, but if we check it at the door, if we, we know when somebody does something we don't like, you know what I'm saying, so it's our, it's our, it's, you know, we need to, when that happens, we need to say, hey, you know, Eat my dick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hell, whatever yeah. the fuck you're going to say. Well, what, yeah. what would you say to uh, someone who's young listening to this who knows that they, they should do something, but they have so much fear inside because they've never, you know, how you had that breaking out moment? Well, they haven't had theirs yet. They have so much building up inside, but they have so much fear because they're like, I'm just going to get my ass whipped in front of everybody. Right. Well, when will you get your ass whipped? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing. A lot of Asian people just scared. They're scared to get beat up. They're scared to get in trouble. They're scared of this. They're scared of that. They're scared of what their parents are going to say. They're scared of getting kicked out of school. They're scared of all of that. You know what I mean? Then, but like you said, there has to be some type of, you know, there has to be some type of, uh, whatchamacallit, like a, a, a medium. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't be scared like that all your life. Like, you know what I mean? You, sometimes you're just going to have to get, sometimes you're just going to have to put your shit out there, bro. Like, you know, if you're getting picked on, and you don't like it, then you know you gonna have to step up. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that more Asian people, or not even just Asian people, but people that go through that shit, need to start. You know, looking at it like, yo, listen. Sometimes some things are worth uh, 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 getting arrested, bro. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, an arrest ain't gonna fucking. You know, I mean, it's gonna fuck up some things, but you know what I mean? You rather just fucking. You know, I don't know, bro. Some things is just like, you know, some things is 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 worth the trouble. Mm. You know what I mean? Some things ain't. Some things aren't. You know, you just got to decide what is and what isn't. And when that happens, you know, don't let fear is, you know, no. Being brave is not the absence of fear. 
is just being able to still move forward, you know, in the presence of fear. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so fear is always going to be there. That shit is like, you know what I mean? That shit is a uh, 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 instinct that we all have. Is not gonna. But you know, as you learn to, you know, to 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 face that fear, you know, you, you'll see that you know that it's not that you know it's really not that bad as you thought it was going to be you know what i'm saying not every fight you're going to end up going to jail bro like you know what i mean somebody punch you you punch them like you know fight them like it's not necessarily that you're going to go to jail bro like you no know, nine times out of ten you're not going to go to jail it's like the saying? anticipation of that event is worse than the actual event itself right yeah. you know what i'm saying uh what do you what, what's uh what's next for you like what do you have working on and where can people go to find you and uh, support you in whatever way they can um uh, what's next is I'm, I'm working on an album. I'm working on a tour, a California tour. Um, I'm working on a book and a movie of my life. I'm working on um, uh, a couple a couple shows that, you know, like some reality shows. Uh, I can't really talk about it, but some of those, you know what I mean? Um, and you can go to chinamaconline.com that's my website instagram at chinamac youtube chinamac tv yo uh, thanks for coming on the show bro i just want to say that like it's uh, been an amazing experience uh being able to hear your stories and uh hear about like the struggles and pains and the victories that you've gone through and how you come out with like a positive message for the people on the other side. So thank you, bro. No doubt. Thank yeah, you for man. having me, bro. Yeah, yeah I sure really not. respect what you got going on, man. I can't wait to see this book come out. Like, oh yeah, no me too, no man. The movie, <laughs> the movie, man. Holy That's shit. That's gonna be nuts, bro. bro. That movie gonna be crazy. <laughs> can't wait, man. Yo, thank yes, you so sir. much. Much love, y'all. Peace.